Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, October 10th, 2022. Stand up for your country. You know, I'm going to make a political point about sports. So even if you don't care about sports, pro sports, I'm talking about mostly, you're going to want to hear this political point because it's very vivid and easy to understand. And it's important for what's going on in this country. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So I'm a Met fan and a Yankees fan. I mean, in New York, that's like, you can't be both. But since I know a lot of people in both organizations, but I grew up with the Mets, all right? Um, and I've been with them from the beginning, 1962. So they got embarrassed last night. And for the last three weeks of the season, the Mets have not been good. And they had a great season. They won 101 games. And uh, Buck Showalter, the manager, turned the team around. And it was just expectations in New York are always high. And these were crushing expectations. And they bombed. All right. They um, didn't do well against Atlanta. They lost their first base position. And San Diego came in and, and embarrassed them last night. One hit. Mets got. So why do you care? Why am I telling you all this? Because professional sports is based on merit and merit only. If you win merit, you succeed, and you're paid to win. This is capitalism. Capitalism is merit. If you do well and your company prospers and makes money, you make money. That's capitalism, and you have to compete to make money unless you're a monopoly and there are very few of those. So you're competing. So this restaurant's competing against that restaurant. This gardening place is competing against that. And the best place wins, just like the game last night. So the Mets did not compete last night. I don't know why. I mean, I know a lot about baseball, but they didn't get many clutch hits in the last three or four weeks of the season. But why didn't they get many clutch hits when the Padres were blasting the ball over the place? I don't know. But by merit, San Diego won. And now they'll go and they'll play the Dodgers. And now San Diego makes more money. 
on merit. Now, the progressive left, including Joe Biden, doesn't want merit-based capitalism in this country. Doesn't want it, doesn't respect it. Because it says that there are segments of the population, i.e. African-Americans and other minorities, that don't have the advantage that white people have, white privilege, so we can't have a merit-based capitalistic system here. The government has to basically provide the economic outcome. No more capitalism, no more competition. The government will tell you what you can have and what you can't have. That's socialism. The difference between socialism and communism is that in communism, not only does the government tell you what you can and can't have, it seizes private property. It physically takes money and things away from you. That's communism. Socialism is the government's going to call the shots, but we're not going to come in and take your house. Once you cross that property line, then you're into communism. So the younger generation, younger Americans, I'm generalizing now, they don't like the merit-based thing at all. They want to be provided for. You could see it at every poll because they're not so confident they can compete in a capitalistic, competitive, um, economic engine. I don't know if I can do it because I don't really work hard. I don't really know a lot. I'm not really interested and I'd rather play on my machines and and do what I want. So I know I'm not going to be able to get compete against somebody who's really ambitious. So I, I'd rather have the government give me stuff. I know it'll be limited. I'll, I'll have a certain amount, but that amount is all I need to do what I want to do at this point. When a person gets to be 40 and they got three kids, it's a little more grisly. So I'm watching this last night on, on uh, TV, and I didn't get upset. A lot of my friends did, big Met fans. Got real upset. I didn't get upset. Because, number one, I believe the players were trying on the Mets. And number two, I had stepped out of the game. Once it started to go like I thought it was going to go, I had stepped back. And I had said, you know, there's something missing here. I don't know what it is. I'm not in the clubhouse in the dugout, but it's missing. Whereas the Padres and the Atlanta Braves, they had it. Mets did not. Football game, same thing. Uh, you can see the team that's got the momentum, they call it. But it's all merit-based on the field. And here's the kicker to this commentary. Professional sports is the biggest industry in the United States today. I mean, it's not bigger than the Internet and the social media as far as dollars are concerned. But it's the biggest attraction. Way bigger than Hollywood, which is folded, because they don't have merit-based anymore in Hollywood. That's why it's folded. It's why these movies are so terrible. It's why nobody's going. Because it used to be they had charismatic actors and performers. They don't have them anymore. Because it's all, well, I need three Chinese. Then I need a Mexican. Then I, you know, it's like our vice president. That's not merit-based. She never did anything in her life to be qualified for that job. It's got it because she checked the box. When you start that, everything declines. So people want to watch merit-based sports 
they enjoy that. They want to see these good teams and superstars on the court and on the field. They can't do the affirmative action uh, equity stuff on the field. You can't do it. You lose and get crushed. You can do it in Hollywood. You can do it in television news. You can do it in all of those places. You cannot do it on the athletic field. You'll get murdered. And everyone will get fired because you have to win. That's capitalism. You have to win in capitalism to some extent. If you are a worker, you have to do a job well and make money for your employer. If you own your own company, you have to run it well so it makes a profit. That's merit-based. But here, and, and the most stunning thing of all is that guys like Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have basically given into this woke madness. They've, they've surrendered. I'm not surprised about Hollywood. Those pinheads out there, it's, you know, it's like the last days of Rome out there. All right, they're, they're done. But I am surprised about a guy like Biden embracing this kind of uh, entitlement culture which he has with gusto. Oh, we're going to give you, well, don't worry about it. We're going to give it to you. Don't, you have to work for it. Okay, that's the memo. So uh, Biden took most of Columbus Day off or Indigenous People's Day or whatever day he thinks it is. He showed up at the White House about three and then he had nothing to do anyway. Um, should have a lot to do because Putin's going wild over in Ukraine. So the Ukrainians blew up a bridge that a bridge from Russia to Crimea and the only bridge. Ukrainians blew it up and now Putin is missling uh, population centers like Kiev. And, you know, predictably hundreds of civilians getting killed and hurt because Putin's a madman. And uh, the White House issued a statement. Uh, the United States strongly condemns Russia's missile strikes today across Ukraine. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we offer our condolences to the families. I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't even know Biden even knows about it. You know, I don't know what he does out in Delaware. Anyway, I wrote a column called The Big Bang about Biden and the nukes and, and, and Putin. It's on BillOReilly.com. I hope you check it out. So let's bring in a guy, a very smart guy, uh, named Mike Baker, former CIA agent, 17 years, coming to us from Boise, Idaho. He runs the Portman Square Group, which is an international counterterrorism, counterinsurgency operation group. It's a advisory group, and uh, they're involved with all kinds of stuff all over the world. So, uh, Mr. Baker, thank you for helping us. Uh, you think sure. Putin's mentally unbalanced at this point? Uh, no, no. I think it, I mean, it may seem that way to the West, right, to, to the U.S. and our allies, because we tend to mirror our values on, on others, whether it's correct or not. That's just how we behave. But he's not an irrational actor. Right? He's, uh, he's increasingly desperate. Uh, and that may be actually more dangerous than if he was just an irrational actor and those around him decided he had to be removed. Uh, but he is becoming uh, increasingly desperate. Okay, so you're a Russian general, and he's uh, saying, well, I might use nukes, and uh, I'm not bluffing. And you're saying, what? You know yeah. these Russian generals. What are you saying? Yeah, they're not going to stop 
the deployment of a low-grade tactical nuke. If, if I mean, if that's the the top line thought, is there a is there a cadre uh, in within the command structure there in the Russian military that would say, oh no, we're not going to do that? Um, I don't suspect, my belief is anyway, that there is not that, that cadre. He's got an increasingly small, uh, shrinking group of, of close advisors that he's willing to uh, entertain and listen to and who are willing to talk to him and tell him anything that resembles the truth. He had a Security Council meeting today. Look, today was a very bad day. It's what, 229th day of Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Um, and the strikes that he lashed out on uh, from Kiev to Zaporizhia and Dnipro and Lviv, uh, over 80 cruise missiles, dozens of drones. Drones, by the way, that are supplied to Putin by Iran, the same Iran, not to disappear down this rabbit hole, the same Iran that the Biden administration is hoping to cut a deal with uh, for a nuke deal and then would lift sanctions. Uh, you okay. can't make this up. But I want to I want to get back to look, if Putin unleashes, as your word, a low level nuke in Ukraine, he becomes a war criminal immediately. Correct. Well, he's already a war criminal and he's been called uh, but, as but much. Wait, but far beyond any of the other war criminals. Sure. Sure. He's, okay. it, it, so he number one, number one war, war, number one war criminal in the world, Putin. Mm. Can't come back from it. No negotiation. He does it. Then there would be a reprisal against Russia. Now, we don't know what that would be, mm -hmm. but it'd have to be something fairly dramatic. So what I'm saying to you is the Russian generals have to know that the West, NATO, would not allow that to happen without a drastic response. And you're telling me that these Russian generals, for the sake of what, Ukraine, are willing to their whole country go up? It's so hard no. to believe. Well, there's two, there's, two, there's two parts to this. One is I'm saying that he's a rational actor. So I'm also saying at the same time that there's, there's a very uh, unlikely chance Right. I mean, we're, the, the media is getting out ahead of itself, as is, I would argue, the Biden administration about this concept of a uh, potential nuclear strike, uh, which uh, the more we talk about, the more it normalizes this concept. I don't believe it's a very likely scenario at all, because, again, I go back to the same concept, which is I believe Putin, as calculating and as desperate as he is, is still a rational player. And then at the same time, what I'm saying is there is not a cadre of Russian military officers that are going to stand up to Putin and his close inner circle uh, to push back on anything. I'm very surprised but, about that. You, yeah. you know a lot more about it than I do. But I am just very surprised that the Russian military would even think of allowing that man to destroy Russia, because that's what it would lead to. I mean, the Chinese are not going to sign on to this. No, you know that. no. The Chinese, at the end of the day, the Chinese, you're absolutely right. And you've raised probably the, the, the key point at, at 30,000 feet, which is China, which is a major player in all of this. Right. The, the Russians are, are getting their uh, stockpiles renewed for artillery in particular from North Korea. North Korea doesn't do anything without the Chinese tacit permission. But China always acts in its own best interests. So you're right. They would put a hard stop on on that perspective, you know, use of a, even a low grade. And again, we're talking yeah, because the whole world economy right now 
We're whole world economy crashes. Everybody yeah. panics. All right. right. And, and China is dubious economy now. So the generals in Russia have to know that. They have to know they'll be alone. Their leader will be war criminal number one. And you would assume the generals will be war criminals too. Anybody who was in that uh, a high level position will be prosecuted in The Hague eventually. So they're just signing their death warrants by not removing Putin. Final question. If, the, if you're wrong and the generals say, enough with this, all right? Our country's getting torn apart for what? It doesn't matter. There's nothing in Ukraine that rises to even being close to the pain we're absorbing. Do the generals have the power to remove Putin? Could they do it? Could they do it? Yes. Uh, would they be willing to look? I mean, the, you know, the Russian military, in particular, the senior command has shown over decades uh, their fealty and their willingness to go along with immense uh, violence and suffering over the years in, in a variety of theaters. But could they do it? Sure. Is there a potential? Is there a slight possibility of Putin getting so far back into a corner with no exit, no off ramp? that he decides escalate to, to some low-grade tactical nuke. That's a possibility, but a distinctly small possibility, but we do have to plan for it. We have to game for it and, and, and understand what that could mean. Okay, absolutely, and I don't expect that NATO would be stupid enough to put out what they would do publicly. That would be stupid, but privately, I'm sure that there's back-channel discussions going on, uh, and Russia knows it will be harshly punished. All right, Mr. Baker, we really appreciate it. We hope you come back. And um, obviously, this is a hugely developing story. And we will be on it every day. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. So here's another one, uh, very interesting. So there's a group 
the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, right-wing group, all right? Steve Forbes, Art Laffer, who was chief economist under Ronald Reagan, Stephen Moore, conservative Wall Street Journal guy. They put out a report that says if Trump were still president, about three million more barrels of oil would be produced each day by the United States. So what they're basically saying, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, is that Biden's policies of regulation, of making it more difficult to harvest oil and coal, um, have driven down the production. And if Trump were still in, because Trump was an energy independence guy, as we all know, we'd have three million more barrels a day. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I just know you should know that the report exists. California, now this I know. So the national average for gasoline now is about $3.90 a gallon. I paid a little bit more today at my local station, a little bit less today at my local station. I think I paid $3.60 a gallon. California average, $6.33 a gallon. All right. So I pay $3.60. If I'm in L.A., I'm paying $6.33, almost a $3 difference. So Newsom is calling a special session of the legislature back to Sacramento to get a windfall profit tax on oil companies. So he's going to demand that the oil companies show the state of California how much money they're making in California and he's going to slap whatever it may be a higher tax on them. Now this will do two things. It'll make the oil companies ship less oil to California. With, you know, if you're an oil company and you're going to have to pay 33% more on your profits in California, you're going to ship less. You'll ship it someplace else overseas or wherever, right? So California have less oil. What does that mean? Going to go up. Gavin, these people are so stupid. I can't even explain. I'm not an economic genius, but I know supply and demand. So why now is uh, California paying so much more? Because about a buck a gallon taxes, state, local, this, that. They got everything out there. Okay? It's a buck. On every gallon you guys in California buy goes to Sacramento and these other local places that have gotten the gas tax written in. So that would bring it down to 533. So you had a gas holiday like they had in Florida. So you'd be down at 533, so you'd be closer. And the other is the refinery. Now, this is a little pinheady, but I have to tell you. In California, they have winter blend, summer blend of gas for pollution reasons. That costs more money to refine. So the gas companies have to make a special blend like Starbucks, okay, of gas. Because California has regulations, you can't sell just regular gas. You have to have a winter blend and a spring blend, all it is. That's why it's harder. And I'm sure there's a little price gouging when you have all of this mess 
added into your uh, gas prices, you're, yeah, they're going to slap on the oil company. I ah, will slap on another 30, 40 cents for us because we hate California, whatever. But that's what's going on out there. Boy, I'm happy I don't live in California. <laughs> Hunter Biden. Okay. White House has hired two people. And all they are going to do is monitor possible subpoenas stemming from the Hunter Biden investigation. All right. So one of them is named Richard Sauber. And the other is Ian Sams. They're both Democrat apparatchniks. Combined salary, $265,000 a year. Okay, that's not a lot. But all they do is if there's a subpoena issued off Hunter Biden for anybody in the White House, they step in. That's their job. So right now, they're not doing anything. So this is tax money, by the way. All right, so the White House is anticipating that Hunter Biden is going to be in the system. The prosecutors, according to the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, have not made a decision yet to charge Hunter Biden on tax uh, avoidance and making a false statement to get a gun, a legal gun. He lied on his application. So they haven't decided whether to do that. And they're talking with Hunter Biden's lawyers about a plea or whatever they talk about. I don't know what they talk about. Maybe the Mets and why they didn't do well. Um, anyway, so that's in limbo. But the newspapers are reporting a decision will not be made before the midterm election in November because then Hunter Biden becomes the poster boy. And that hurts the Democrats in voting. So no decision before November. Joining us now is our go-to guy in all this federal stuff, Brett Tallman, former U.S. attorney for Utah, Salt Lake City. Okay, did I encapsulate it correctly? Did I miss anything? No, you, you captured it. <clears throat> We're in a really strange place with the Hunter Biden. I mean, it's a case, if that's what they're reviewing, that could have been brought years ago. Uh, those, are, those are simplistic cases that take very little analysis. And, uh, you know, I, that, that's why I'm very suspicious of, of this story. It seems as though it's placed strategically, you know, and, and now we're, we're finding out more about the White House's anticipation for it. Uh, none of it really adds up, Bill. So if you were in charge of the investigation, what should have happened by this point? Well, you certainly wouldn't let the grand jury expire before presenting evidence. Um, it presents a whole world of trouble for you as a prosecutor. You have to either impanel a brand new grand jury or you have to um, try to negotiate a package deal where you charge by way of information uh, a certain crime and then they plead guilty um, immediately to it. And then you sort of wrap it all up. And maybe that's their intention. Oh, I'm sure. But if you're investigating... Yeah, if you're investigating just tax evasion and the lying and buying to, to purchase a gun, that could have been done you know, early on within weeks of the investigation starting. The real tragedy here is we all know there's a potential conspiracy that should have been investigated and that's, that's a much bigger investigation that should have been taking place based on what we know about the laptop. So the prosecutor in Delaware in charge of the grand jury, which you say has, has been dismissed now, it's not even sitting, 
He's a Trump appointee, correct? That's correct. Yep, he is. So you think he was in a tank? Well, I think that this was one that was brought into the Department of Justice as much as Merrick Garland wants to say that he's had a hands-off approach, which he may personally have been. This was this is front and center at the top, you know, of the Department of Justice and obviously the White House in terms of what's happening and, and what the decision making is. And quite frankly, if they if they um, if main justice wants to make an impact on this case, which I believe they probably have, then they're going to do so through the U.S. attorney and they're going to be trying to outline, you know, how he proceeds on, on the case. And so the you fact think that it's that taken this, this long. These two light charges, they will charge Hunter Biden and he'll plead guilty and they'll give him probation or whatever they do, right? That's right. I mean, okay. this is setting itself up perfectly for that kind of, um, you know, resolution. If the uh, Republicans win the House, I believe they will, then there'll be all kinds of hearings on Hunter Biden and uh, the big guy uh, and who got what from China and Ukraine and Russia as far as cash is concerned. That's a fait accompli. That has to happen. Do you agree? I agree. It has to happen. It's the, it's the only way that we may get some of the answers is if they can exercise that oversight on, on this investigation and, and what happened on it. Now, if uh, Hunter Biden pleads guilty to tax evasion and the other charge, he could still be subpoenaed by Congress and have to come in and talk about those other issues, correct? Yes, he absolutely can. Um, also, there's a long statute of limitation on bank fraud. It's uh, a 10-year statute of limitation. There's many you know, crimes that could still be looked at and, and reviewed. It all, I guess, depends on the scope of that investigation that they've taken so Then they bring so in far. Garland and say, did you do did you look at this? Did you look at that? And Garland go, I can't comment. I can't comment. All right. Final <laughs> question. I've given up on the Durham report. I, I just given up on it. I, I don't I think it's a bunch of hooey. Um, these guys are all making a lot of money off the taxpayers. There's no alacrity in there uh, to get anything out. Um, I don't expect anything to be out that matters. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. Unfortunately, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to go into this last trial against <clears throat> Igor Danchenko, the source of, you know, the Steele dossier, false information. I think there will be some illumination about the FBI's use of sources and paid sources that may be revealing. But in the in end, that I'm trial, told, you, you think there'll yes. be testimony in that trial. When is that trial Correct. set to begin? I believe it's it's very soon, a matter of days. So. Last minute uh, plea bargain for Igor. Yeah, I, I, I would expect that they're in discussions right now um, um, for that. And uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. I think you figured it out, Bill. Yeah, you know, I, and, uh, and I figured it out to my own detriment. And I'm sure you're sad, too. You were an honest law enforcement agent for many years, yep. Brett. Yep. It's a corrupt. Yep. The Justice Department's corrupt. Top to bottom corrupt, in my opinion. Well, I don't think you're wrong. There's been no accountability. When you give that much power and no accountability no, and no transparency, what do we expect will happen? It's ridiculous. All right, Brett Tom and everyone, stand by, Brett, because I know there's going to be stuff in the next two weeks. So uh, yep. we'll track you down wherever you are. You know me. <laughs> yep, looking forward to it. Thanks, okay, Bill. Okay, thank you. All right, Iran update. Uh, you may know uh, we reported last week. A woman named Masha Amini was uh, murdered by Iran's morality police because she didn't 
wear her hijab, right? Uh, it's ridiculous. So now, um, many as 193 people uh, might have been killed by security forces in Iran. And, you know, it's a police state. It's like Russia. And it's tough to, to uh, go against the government there. That's what's keeping Putin in there. Got the, you know, you want to go against him, boom. So we're keeping an eye on the Iranian thing, but you know, about 200 people dead. Right. Smart life. So we're in business here to help your life. Uh, we are going to have bumper stickers for Christmas that say, I live a smart life. Yes. And that's non-political. All right. So everybody can put them on the truck in a car and, or in your house. Right. I live a smart life. Smart life uh, is saving you money, giving you tips on quality of life things. And if you have the questions, just bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com. I'm happy to answer them. And we have on uh, BillOReilly.com a smart life, you know, a whole section devoted to that in case you miss some of our tips. We save people a lot of money. But now it's quality of life tonight. Two books out in addition to my book, I hope you get Killing the Legends. I know a lot of you hardcore political people are like, oh, I'm not going to read about Elvis. Believe me, there's a lot in this book that relates directly to the political climate in America today. But anyway, Killing the Legends, your decision. So my pal Nelson DeMille has a novel out today, tomorrow, The Maze. Okay, and it's about... He's got this character, John Corey, who's really a funny character, funny in the sense he's a wise guy. He's an ex-NYPD. And Nelson really writes good books, as you may know. That's out tomorrow. And I just finished Oath of Loyalty by Kyle Mills. Uh, Vince Flynn, uh, who I knew, passed early, and he wrote great thrillers, Vince Flynn. So Kyle Mills took the Mitch Rapp franchise over, and I really love him. I mean, these books just move. And when you need a little escape, you can't watch TV anymore. I mean, come on. Outside of Blue Bloods, it's just nothing. So you pick up these books and they're very entertaining, move along fast. So The Maze by Nelson DeMille and Oath of Loyalty by Kyle Mills are two. And I read them both. Smart life. Okay. This day in history, it's Columbus Day. Yay. Big parade in New York City. Honoring Italian-Americans, Columbus was Italian from Genoa, Italy. But uh, 13 states have banished Columbus Day. They are Alaska, Hawaii, Iowa, Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, New Mexico, North Carolina, Oregon, South Dakota, Vermont, Wisconsin, Washington, D.C. Now, not all of those states are liberal states. Okay, South Dakota, certainly not liberal. North Carolina, not a liberal state. Iowa's not liberal. But Columbus, out of here. And the real reason is that they think he was a slaver. He wasn't. And I'm not making excuses for Christopher Columbus. Uh, He was a mercenary. Uh, King uh, Ferdinand and Queen Isabella hired him. They were running Spain. Uh, They said, hey, Bring us back as much gold and silver and and stuff from the Far East as you could bring us back. That's what it was. We want money. So go get them. So Chris thought he was going to get to the Orient. He couldn't. Uh, Panama Canal was built then. So he shows up in the Bahamas. And he goes on landfall today. All right. Um, And 
He names the island San Salvador. On some of the Caribbean islands where Chris is floating around were the Caribs. Now, there were nice Caribs and mean Caribs. Some of the Caribs were cannibals. So Columbus, he had 90 guys. He had to fight, shoot, kill some of the Indians. Now, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he had 90 guys. There are a lot more Caribs. I don't know what they did. There's no reporting. There's none. We don't know. But he, Columbus was a man of his age, and indigenous peoples were considered below Europeans. So Columbus brought a couple of them back to Spain, show and tell. There isn't any record that he mistreated them, but he, he didn't respect their autonomy. But that's the way it was. And I'm not making excuses for the man. But Columbus Day is there to honor Italian-American contributions to America. I think it should stay there. All right, quick break. Um, we got a good mail segment and then a final thought that it might amuse you. Right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to the mail. Justin uh, Waikiki, San Diego. O'Reilly, you said some state elections uh, are coming up, but you didn't see any significant change. What about the January 6th report? I know everybody's already signed off on that, Justin. Okay, Republicans know what it is, and Democrats think uh, Trump's the devil. So what is that going to do? It's not going to have any influence, I don't think. John Sato, Hicksville, New York. I don't care about the personal lives of my politicians as long as they're on my side. Well, that's honest. This nonsense that you, O'Reilly, will not vote for Herschel Walker because of paying for an abortion early in his life is ridiculous. Look, every American has to vote his or her conscience. Somebody lies to me. Like, and I don't know whether Walker did or not. I'm still giving him due process, benefit of the doubt. But it doesn't look good for him. So my conscience says, O'Reilly, don't vote for liars. John, your conscience says, I don't care what they do as long as they're on my side. Both of us vote our conscience. Jim Densmore, Colorado Springs, Bill. If you will not vote for anyone who lies to us, I don't believe you can vote for anyone. <laughs> All right, well, you know, demonstrably lies. Mike Anderson, Newport Beach, California, please tell me the new wokeness of political fad. Please say it will go away like bad fads do. I hope so. I don't know. I thought rap music was going to go away in the early 90s. So it's awful. Stacy Brown, Valrico, Florida. Hey, Bill, can you explain to me what is far right? I've been conservative all my life. I have not changed my core beliefs and values. Far right are basically fascist people who uh, use violence to uh, get what they want. I don't know of any state, local governments run by far right people. 
I know a lot run by far left people. I don't know any run by far right people. If you know, please let me know. Mark Kupsta, Toronto, Canada, would it be possible to have a no-spin perspective on climate change? I ask since information I cross is heavy with doom and gloom, emphasis on decentralized pollution. Look, the climate change debate just never goes anywhere. It's a carousel. It goes around and around and around and around and around. People who believe in it say this, that, and the other thing. People who say we don't know whether it's nature or man-man, they say that. Can't prove it. The temperature is going up. That I can say with certainty. Um, mm, 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 mm. This is from Connie Anderson, Red Bank, New Jersey. I've read all your killing books and enjoyed them very much. As a female, I look forward to a future killing book showcasing a female for a change. What about Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe, she's in Killing Kennedy and Killing the Mob. Both of those books have Marilyn in there. But what did Marilyn Monroe do in history? Good actress. You know, I was looking around, female, base a book on, no female presidents, as you know. You know, we have a lot of female characters in all the killing books, but there's nobody that rises at this point. I wish there were. Jean Rowe, Willoughby, Ohio, love the killing books. Just finally finished Killing the Legends. Great read. Only problem with your books is I, I can't put them down. That's the formula. You start, you got to finish. But I'm glad you enjoy them. Thank you. Lance Leibelt, Simi Valley, California. Title for your next killing book, Killing the Culture, the Demise of Traditional America. I already wrote Culture Warrior very close to that. Way back, I think it's two six. But what I said was true. Okay, if you become a premium or concierge member to BillOReilly.com, you get any killing book you want free, including Killing the Legends, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity. That is a great deal. And gifts. Gifts, gifts, gifts. Killing the Legend. Great gifts coming up. Um, word of the day, do not be dogmatic. D-O-G-M-A-T. I see my dog is laying right there. Holly the terror dog is right there. Okay? Inches away. Now she's coming over. Sit. Good dog. The camera can't pan, but she's right there. Just in case there's any, you know, she'll bark. Okay. Final thought in a moment. Here is the final thought of the day. The infrastructure in America is breaking down. And there's a reason. So over the weekend, I went into a little uh, sandwich shop, all right? And uh, my son ordered an uh, omelet, and I ordered French toast. Guy said, fine, no, no, no problem. 45 minutes later, no omelet, French toast. 45 minutes. So I get up, and I go to the guy. He goes, oh, we haven't started it yet. And I went, what? And it's not like this was some fancy winery. So he gave me my money back. There wasn't a confrontation. He knew. He goes, I can't get help. I said, well, you got to tell people that. You got to put a sign up like your food order may be delayed because I don't have help. Everywhere I go, service industry collapsed. All the people in COVID left their jobs. Many of them did not come back. All the experienced people. So all the small businesses have to hire who they can get, all right? And there's not a lot of great talent around. So they got people in there. uh, uh, Everywhere you go. It's incredible. 
It is so pernicious and it just wears you down. You know what I'm talking about. You know. Just to get checked out in a, in a grocery store. It's, I don't know what the solution is, but the infrastructure is breaking down in America. On that happy note, we thank you very much for watching and listening on the radio to the No Spin News. We've got a great lineup this week. Um, so stay with us. A lot of good, important stories in the air. We'll see you again tomorrow.